0: Hello everyone, welcome to Coffee Chat. A little bit later today, but I had to to go to an appointment this morning and I just couldn't do it earlier before the appointment. So welcome to Coffee Chat, I'm Dr. Jane Ruby. Good to have you all here. Just have an an old cup from a a friend uh, back in my Kentucky days and she sent it to me. It's memories of brunches on Sunday that we used to have together. Don't even know if the restaurant is still there, but there's a quaint little, they called it a Bohemian Bistro. So thank you, Kimberly. Love you dearly, miss those days, but life marches on. Okay, so I wanna talk to you today about the Ebola virus. Everybody's buzzing about this Ebola vaccine called Ervibo. Ervibo. E-R-V-E-B-O. Ervebo, E-R-V-E-B-O. Eventually, Merck got the marketing rights to it, but it was actually developed by our government. Isn't that interesting? I want to share some information and facts with you. Uh, those of you who watch Coffee Chat don't necessarily watch um, my, my Twitter feed, or those who are on the Twitter feed don't necessarily see the Telegram channel. So I'm trying to cover all the bases with this critical information. I want to, I want to share some really important facts with you. Right now, according to CDC, World Health Organization, any other world, global, or international health monitoring organization, and I use those term that term loosely, let me tell you, there is no Ebola in the world right now. Isn't that interesting? But they rolled out, by the way, it went for full approval, the FDA gave Ervebo full approval. One of the reasons this vaccine is, uh, people are buzzing about it is because it's live. They claim it's attenuated, uh, that it's using some genetic material. You can't catch Ebola from it, even though it's a live organism or live material. But are we going to believe the lying, cheating, death machine we now know as the CDC? I personally don't. I hope you don't either. Nothing they say should be given a grain of credibility, should be taken with with anything other than utter disdain, skepticism, cynicism. They don't deserve your faith. They don't deserve you to believe them. Not without incredibly extensive evidence, which they never have. So the agency formerly known as the FDA approves Approved, not authorized on an, on an emergency basis, approved. Right? We went right past go, didn't collect 200, approved, vivo. And now Merck is marketing it. Merck gets its little, you know, its little chance at the trial, right? Its little opportunity to, you know, to, to slop at the pig trial, okay? Because Pfizer's had their own. Here are some other facts there are supposedly different types of ebola depending on where they crop up i don't know what that's about but this one only covers one how do they know that's the one that's going to create an outbreak right it's, it's so ridiculous i just i have to try to get through this please be patient with me without laughing my head off or without spitting my drink out my beverage out okay they say, that, um, they say that it is uh, approved for the prevention of Zaire version of Ebola. It's approved for babies one year old and older, human beings one year old, 12 months and older. Terrible that they're putting this poison into. My God, 12 month old babies, are you kidding me? They also admit, and the CDC website says, that these, watch this, you're gonna love this, okay? Stay with me. Spec- the, the specific immune response elicited, supposedly by vivo is unknown. See, they're getting away with everything. Disease X, placeholder, we don't know how it works, but it works, you gotta believe us. It's effective it's safe we haven't tested it for safety we didn't test it for efficacy but it's safe it works take it The absurdity goes on and on my friends um, the duration of protection protection is unknown it's unknown we don't know anything just take it we don't know anything just take it I'll tell you it's hilarious um, you're going to need boosters. <laughs> That's my shocked face. You're going to need boosters probably for the rest of your life. But the, the, the health care workers at this specific Colorado hospital, which is apparently one of 13, like, special outbreak hospitals, okay, those idiots took this because they want to be in on the team that's on the front line if this breaks out. Okay. No cases in the world right now. Once in a while, supposedly a case or two comes up in Africa. Remember what a pandemic really is. Look it up, look it up. A pandemic is an epidemic in numbers, many numbers of countries, and in countries that go beyond one continent, pan, across, pan epidemic, isolated, like in a couple of states in the United States or in a region in France, epidemic, if enough people get sick. It's not happening. It's not happening. The only time it's gonna happen is if they drop a gain of function on us again, okay? That's what I mean by it doesn't exist, it's phony, it's fake. Yeah, they could drop something and make make a certain segment of the population sick. Of course, because they got to get you scared. But it's not a real outbreak. It's not even a pandemic. It was, COVID was seeded in a number of US citizens. Everybody went, they saw the Johns Hopkins red bubble map get bigger and bigger and bigger That Bill Gates paid for the creation of, still pays for, pays for half of Johns Hopkins for that matter. Okay. They took it because it was for prevention. They want you all buzzing around, think it's disease X? Is Ebola gonna be disease X? Is Marburg gonna be disease X? What's it gonna be? And then of course we have the ankle biters that are jumping in. Uh, These people who say there is no virus, Look, let me be really clear before some of you on Rumble or in my social media, well, Dr. Jane, you, you believe in viruses? Or, Dr. Jane, you don't believe in viruses? I don't get into this discussion for the reason that there are experts on both sides. I see a little bit of evidence on both sides and I'm not gonna get distracted by a red herring because in the end, what are you going to do differently? Some people say, well, if you, if, you, if, you, if you convince everybody there was no virus, this whole thing would end. Bullshit, bullshit. This is not gonna end. It's not a public health emergency. It's not a public health problem. This is not a failure of a public health policy. This is an operation, and it's not going to end until they say it ends, till they reach their goals, till they wipe out a certain number of human beings, till they take over the banks, till they digitize your bank account, and then tell you you can't, unless you take all the shots they want you to, you don't get access to your money, and your money's in a digital bank account. Don't look at me. I've been warning for months to what to do with it. Then they go on to say, we will monitor to learn more about it. In other words, once again, they expect you to be a test subject without your knowledge and consent. Without your knowledge and consent. So let me share with you a couple of additional bits of information that I think are really important. So this Denver Health Medical Team receives Ebola vaccine. If this isn't the biggest group of dumb clucks, dumb ass jerks that you've ever met, these are nurses and doctors? Man, they must've given them quite a snow job. According to hospital officials, by the way, this came out in uh, NBC News 9, I believe this is Colorado. Yeah, it's in Colorado. local NBC affiliate, and do we have a date? It was just a few days ago. According to hospital officials, the team became some of the first people to receive the live Ebola vaccine for the preventive measures in case of a future outbreak. We've never had an Ebola outbreak that busted out of Africa. Oh, okay, you're gonna tell me, well, they reported one case in Massachusetts and one in, in Dallas. Whatever. I said an outbreak of tens of thousands of people and spreading outward from those people. Doesn't happen. Didn't happen with COVID. Ain't going to happen with this. These people took a live viral vaccine into their bodies. without an informed consent document with every risk and potential benefit listed, ensuring that they understood what the risks were. It's great if you wanna be first, historically first on the team to get it, but you should still, you should still read, understand and sign an informed consent. But we know that they just added another death blow to informed consent in the PREP Act. And that showed up in the Federal Register the other day. So listen to this. A few medical employees at Denver Health made history on Monday as some of the first people to receive the live Ebola vaccine for preventive measures. They go on to say, Ebola is rare, but it is deadly. It's not an airborne disease. You have to be licking and sucking off the juices of a sick, profoundly sick human being to even have a chance to get it. It says Ebola is rare, but a deadly disease in 2014, a major outbreak in West Africa led to some cases in the United States. But here's your proof. Did those cases in the United States blow up into an epidemic? spreading to to two, three, four, half a dozen cities in the United States? No, it's self-containing unless you're you know milking your juices from everywhere in your body and giving them to people to drink and rub their faces in, which I know is absurd, but that's the point. It's supposed to be absurd. So in 2014 when there was a major outbreak, not sure how many that was, could have been 10, 15 in West Africa it led to some cases in the US. Well, was there an Ebola outbreak or epidemic in 2014 in the United States? No. But let's take the live virus uh, vaccine so that we can be prepared in case it does happen. These people are members of Denver's high-risk infection team. In case of a future outbreak, team is part of a regional emerging special pathogen treatment center I'm sure they got a lot of federal funding for that your money cha-ching one of 13 of those centers in the United States that can treat infections like Ebola well if you're giving a vaccine why do you need to treat it okay 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 I'll play I'll play some people will have missed the vaccine and when the outbreak happens and they happen to rub their face into the body fluids of a a highly sick feverish uh, juices extruding everywhere fellow human being they might need treatment okay dr maria frank is a recipient of the vaccine and she said we want to be able to help if necessary and you know a lot of people in the u.s feel inclined to go when something happens, so we may deploy healthcare workers to actually help during an outbreak. By the way, in West Africa in 2014, that major outbreak was 11 people. And in the US, several people were treated. For the virus and one person died they don't tell you what the confounding factors were they don't tell you if that person had risk factors or medical comorbidities like existing heart disease diabetes obesity something that would make it more difficult for them to respond okay um and it goes on based on the risk of Ebola and the fact that we have had some recent global outbreaks global outbreaks Six cases, 11 cases in West Africa is a global outbreak? I mean, the absurdity, the absurdity. Please don't fall for this, guys. It's exciting to be part of this next step, she said, Dr. Lenz said, as she put her arm out and got her live Ebola vaccine that only covers her for one, supposedly. By the way, I think the um, the efficacy was somewhere in the 20 or 30 percentile crazy crazy she says for now it's just one dose the vaccine they received or Vibo, is only available to frontline workers who may be at risk of being exposed to the virus okay let's take a look at my second article this is It shows a bunch of the team members getting it. It talks about how they're making history. It's just, um, I just, unbelievable. I I can't believe people would do this. I can't believe they would put themselves at risk and take these things. Can they pass it on to others? The, The honest answer right now is we don't know. I'm gonna say we don't know. They don't know how they don't know how it works. They just told you we don't know what the specific immune response is. They don't know how long it works. So so you're gonna tell me that you're pretty sure as the company or the CDC that it's not gonna spread to other people? It may or may not, but you sure as hell don't know anything else, so why would I believe that you know that to the degree that you can say, oh no, no, it's not gonna spread to other people when you take the vaccine, this live vaccine. Common sense, see how I'm walking you through the common sense, right? If there were a few cases in the US, there was no outbreak, it contains, dies down, contains, not easy to spread, not easy. The common cold can take someone down, I've always said, if the conditions are right for it, it, you can be 25 years old or 95 years old that's always been the case in medical reality that's always been true but you jump out with something like this for something that isn't even in existence right now this is this is another money grab it's another tyranny jerking you around for compliance and tyranny and it's setting you up maybe disease X will be that triple demic that I talked about about a year ago remember that I talked about the triple-demic. They were scaring you with the prospect of three things at once. And before I wrap up, I'm gonna tell you why it's important. All roads lead back to money. The triple-demic is COVID, RSV, and either the Ebola or Marburg, some hemorrhagic fever, right? But they've got the vaccine now for Ebola. This one strain, Zaire Ebola. So they're gonna come out with a combination shot. It's one shot, so it's one manufacturing process, then you just dump the, excuse me, the stuff in there. The reason they like to get three things in there is because remember that President Reagan thing where he signed the National Child Vaccine Injury Act, Compensation Act? Well, guess what? Remember how I said you're paying for it? The compensation fund is now funded. He took the liability from the pharmaceutical companies and he gave the burden of the financial burden of compensating injured people to the American people. They grab tax money from different pockets and they charge an excise tax on every vaccine. However, listen to this. So let's just say, for the sake of conversation, the excise tax is a dollar. It's not a dollar per injection. Watch this it's a dollar her disease that's being treated. You got it. That's why they want double flu and COVID. RSV, COVID, and Ebola. They want two or three different diseases, because why? They get multiple dollars for one shot. They only have to manufacture one thing, one delivery system. Measles, mumps, rubella. Why do you think they were always lumped together? Didn't you ever wonder? Why are they putting those three? Oh, to make it convenient for you and your baby to get all three. No, that's not why they did it. They put them all together because it's three diseases and they get $3 instead of $1. Because if, if they do individual injections, which they do, they do prepare those but let's say you just say, listen, I just want my COVID shot this year. I don't want RSV and I don't want Ebola. Damn, they're only going to get the dollar. But if your doctor pushes you and you're stupid enough to follow it and says, why don't you take the three together, then you're done one and done. You don't have to worry about it. And you've heard that before in the last year. Yeah, COVID, trivalent, bivalent, take it for different strains. Yeah, Because they get paid for each disease. Influenza A, influenza B, COVID influenza. These are slippery fish we're talking about. It's a money grab. It's a heist. It's a mass genocide operation. It's several things at once. So I wanted to edify you on that and say thanks again for being here with me. I hope you enjoy Coffee Chat. And tomorrow night, if I can get this mom uh, to meet with me in the morning. I mean, she wants to meet with me, but in terms of scheduling, I'm gonna do a show with a mom who just took her daughter to a hospital, the same hospital system that Scott Quiner, if you remember, he's the the husband of Annie Quiner. They He was the first person rescued out of a killer hospital. Um, and they airlifted him, got him down to a Houston hospital that was safe with Dr. Varen and he died three days later. He was emaciated. He wasn't fed. He wasn't hydrated. They deprived him of medications. They deprived him of food and water. Despicable. Well, this woman took her daughter into the hospital or the, ho- the daughter went and she went down there and you guessed it, positive COVID test. She wasn't even that sick. They said no remdesivir. They had proxies, advanced directives. They said no on the paperwork. And the minute that mother left for an hour or two, you got it, they hung an entire bag of remdesivir and they got it into her body. And she got very, very ill from it. They ended up rescuing her, I think physically out of that hospital. The mom wants you to know what I've been trying to tell everybody for the last year, that the killer hospitals are still up and running and alive and well. So hopefully we'll do that. Otherwise, I'll have another topic for you that is important. Lots of things I need to get out to you this week and next week. Much love. Have a great Thursday night. Dr. Jane signing off. Thanks for being with me. Hi, everyone. Dr. Jane Ruby here with a quick message on... Spreading lies and scamming you. That's Augusta Precious Metals at 888-836-1890. Medical Disclaimer.